Good morning. Good morning. What's up? So this is a Scorpio-focused, uh, some Scorpio-focused thoughts that okay. I had this morning. Essentially, a wise astrologer once said that Scorpio, the energy of Scorpio, kills everything that it touches. And eventually what it kills, what dies, gets replaced with the semblance of what it once was. So think um i'm just gonna like use a wild example that's (laughs) that's off the wall but think um baby teeth right like we all go through the process of losing our baby teeth right and then they are our baby teeth get replaced with our big adult teeth right Usually what happens is over time, if we get to live long enough, we also get those removed um, eventually and we get those replaced with the the semblance of, of teeth, right? Not real teeth, but like dentures or something like that. It's kind of, kind of the vibe, but it's maybe close, but no cigar, but that's the kind of energy I'm clear now that I have to deal with, given that my son and my rising sign is in Scorpio. And I have to deal with that, not just in one placement in my chart, like my through my actions or my son, but actually throughout my entire life and throughout all of my life's experiences, because Scorpio is my chart ruler. And the thing that spurred this thought is our um, our fast from alcohol, our two-month fast from alcohol. And this morning, I realized that in that two-month fast, I did what I thought was impossible several times. Um, from having gone from being very codependent on using alcohol to you know, for the purposes of emotional regulation, um, which is not what alcohol is for. <laughs> um, TLDR, alcohol is not for emotional regulation. <laughs> it's, it's not therapy. It's not, um, it's, it's a temporary experience blur tool um, that helps you fade reality into something that you'd like it to be for a short time. And that's about it. Um, and so once I was able that like getting through that fast and then having an, a drink, <clears throat> having, you know, drinking again, it just made me see really clearly that being unconscious of this kill or be killed type energy, this, you know, 
something's always needing to die so that something can be so it can be replaced can be it can be evolved something always needs to um be fading out so that i can um redefine it um if i'm not consciously aware of that energy i am the thing that is dying i become that which is dying mm-hmm. And I kill myself slowly, i.e. through drinking too much or eating too much or um, making unwise decisions, um, you know, financially or just getting into excess and um, spending too much time there. Because why? I don't know. I didn't know why really in the underlying space why I was engaging in those behaviors and I realized that I was I'm engaging in those behaviors because it is my nature to destroy and it is my nature to re- rebirth as well um, and so I was clear this morning okay I actually can use this energy if I'm consciously I'm consciously aware of, of my tendencies now And I can use this energy intentionally in my life. And so you leading by example, you, you know, organizing basically this fast, right? Fasting period of time was a constructive use of scorpionic energy. And with your Mars being in Scorpio, Mm -hmm. you have a really good handle on what it is to systemically approach destruction, yeah. Right. For the purposes of rebirth, for the purposes of um, reincarnation and, yeah. re, you know, defining, redefining whatever must be um, redefined, you know, whatever has outgrown its purpose. Right. And you have this really sharp, clear approach to to destruction, to using that energy Um You know, it's like having a big campfire or having um, a laser, right? They're both fire, but the laser is concentrated and focused. And so is a lot more effective at carving a particular shape or, you know, heating a particular area because it is so, so concentrated. And you taught me that. I learned that over the course of the fast. Um, and I unlearned the fact that I believe, used to believe which that I was helpless to my own cycles of just being destructive, right? Mm-hmm. That I would just always succumb to feeling out of control. Um, but that's not true. And so what I ended up doing this morning was committing to myself that no matter what I'm doing in my life, no matter where I'm going or what is on my mind, whatever projects I'm working on at the time, um, that I'm going to commit to always having some kind of running course of intentional destruction going on in the background. So, um, you know, we talked about fasting in the past and things like that. And so, I'd like to get back on that wagon and do some hmm. alternate day fasting. Um, not a ton, 
maybe a couple days a week. But if I'm always working on something, I'm destroying the illusory power that I feel like um, I've given to food or media or um, um, alcohol or things that I can get into access about. If I'm constantly destro- destroying the the power that I think that those things have over me, Interesting. then what it does is it makes me feel like I'm reborn. It makes me feel like I'm renewed yeah. and that I'm powerful. No, I think that's good. I think that's important, having something that's challenging you in your life um, consistently. Yeah. I have um, to always be fighting big Mars. I, I believe there's a way, though, to actually hone it to be effective challenge. Mm. A lot of people challenge themselves, which basically becomes sacrifice. Yeah. Because the challenge that they're giving themselves goes nowhere or doesn't get back to them in the long run. Um, I wouldn't recommend necessarily fasting for you. Interesting. Uh, because you're doing well on your, your fitness and health journey. Yeah. Um, throwing fasting into the mix actually brings a little out of chaos mm. to something that you've already kind of mastered. And mm. you have great ritual around, you know, how you like to eat every day, how you like to even exercise every day. Um, That's true. And so to me, I wouldn't drop any chaos into that necessarily of causing challenge when you've climbed the mountain just to be consistent. That's fair. <laughs> Why? And so to me, I think that's good. Um, I think that sets the platform for other things, right? And so to me, um, I will look at things in your life that you feel you could do more of that actually give back to you. Ways that you can invest your time that give back to you and making sure you commit to that. And some of the challenges can really be as little as saying, I'm going to schedule out my mornings. Mm. just your mornings mm. or say, Hey, I'm going to schedule out just my evenings to where these three activities have to happen every day. And what it does is it allows you to take the things that you know is working well and you create s- specific spaces where you have to show up. And I think the challenge of showing up is probably the greatest challenge that most people face because it's, it's accountability. Yeah. And I feel like the smallest ways of accountability, which could be waking up and writing, waking up and having a quiet time, waking up and doing a little fitness, like even like small, tiny one activity a day can be a huge challenge yeah. for some, um, but also make way to open up new ways on perceiving self and reality. Hundred um, But yeah, I would recommend, I would recommend that um, because I feel like when it comes to fitness and health, you don't need to really change anything there. It's actually working well. Um, mm. But I will just apply that lens to, um, yeah, something else that you're looking to expand or to actually condense. Condense. Um, and then in there you will find resistance. And then in that you will find the next training, the next challenge, the next battle mm. to fight. And then coming out of that, you'll have new perspective, you know. And fasting alcohol was probably like one of the top the taller mountains and now that you have wisdom from that then you apply that to something else you know um but it can really be almost anything um like i said it can be scheduling time for things or trying a new venture and holding yourself to making sure that venture is successful which requires you to be accountable to make special time for that venture right some things isn't all the fasting isn't always about withdrawing from something but also fasting can be a thing where you force yourself to engage with something um, but yeah, that's my thoughts. That's great. I feel like the, it's like the whole theme is, 
um, intentional conflict. Yes. Right. Yes. Intentional conflict. You know, I think um, for me and for a lot of other people in life, and for you at one point in time too, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we think that conflict is optional. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like the biggest crack of shit. <laughs> optional and should be avoided at all costs right right but it really holds back our abundance optional so so then so then and it's uncomfortable right in its nature usually it's uncomfortable so people don't want to experience it because it's not fun but we live in discomfort but then yeah when we don't have spaces to constructively move through conflict when we we're not engaging in relationships where we feel like they can withstand conflict Mm -hmm. um when we don't work at places where people encourage disagreement honest open honest disagreement um and then seek from that space open honest resolution yeah um it can be really difficult to have any kind of real growth happen you know any kind of real evolution happen and i think this year has been a big exercise in largely from circumstances of my own making. <laughs> Within the past year, I have had to get really comfortable being like, okay, what's the next thing that I need to be in conflict about? Okay, what's this next thing that I need to Because I was way overdue for engaging in conflict uh, in all of my relationships, especially my relationship with myself. I have been masking um, my discomfort with all of the things I mentioned earlier about like when I overconsume. Yeah. Um, and using those things as band-aids, right? Rather than ripping it off and being like, let me look at this injury like what is at the bottom of this injury (laughs) that i keep having to apply these band-aids to and it won't stop bleeding it's like maybe i should like actually stop what i'm doing stop engaging in these relationships with these people stop doing this kind of work and then i could look into what the wounds are and i was like oh my goodness i have wounds this this blood that's oozing out isn't just like a nuisance (laughs) that i'm like what a nuisance pain Ugh, what is that let me just override that mm. it's like no when somebody's hurt you know at the hospital they're, they're not like we're just not going to take your pain seriously like we know you're like covered in blood and stuff but like that's a suggestion and that's kind of how i've been dealing with myself mm. for my whole life i've been like tra- i've trained myself because i've observed my family i've observed people in society and I'll say, you know, the dominant culture of society um, is mired in like this puritanical stoicism. Mm. Yeah. Keep everything inside. Don't complain. Complaining about having pain makes you a burden. Yeah. Makes you undesirable. Makes you. Um, bad it's somehow a badge of honor to endure exactly things that produce absolutely no result <laughs> at least no result for the person who's enduring but in a capitalistic system um those who are at the top are getting the results 
but it's for them. It's not about working on self or focusing on self, self needs, self love, right? Right. And even the like emergence of people being like, you know, I've been struggling with mental health, my mental health and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. even like people, people talk about that stuff. And they're like, yeah, I just was going through about a depression. Say it what it is. You were in pain. Something caused you pain. Mm-hmm. Something caused you conflict. Yeah. Talk about that. What was the conflict? What was at mm-hmm. the bottom of it? You know? And Yeah. Because you're not willing to talk about what it is exactly. They're just like, I just had to, you know, get on drugs. Okay. So people... Yeah. For the most part, are not just chemically imbalanced. Usually, things happen. Trauma happens. Yeah, and you know, like crazy things occur, and then that is what the initiating um, incident is to have people be off kilter. Yeah, it doesn't come out of nowhere. It's almost like walk around saying, "Hey, something happened," <laughs> and then you get the next person, "Hey, something happened," and yeah something happened versus being like, Hey, this happened. Have you had, do you have experience in dealing with this? Yes. Or, Hey, something happened. Let me share with you how you can maybe avoid this in case you're going through it. But instead it's something happened. I'm this, I'm going through this, but no one's really being specific enough to share because yeah, it's, um, the suppression, um, let them know something's going on. And then sometimes when you, people are curious to know, um, yeah, a lot of times people just wall it up and, change the subject or yep. or whatnot and so yeah that's very prevalent yeah. it's like the news mm. <laughs> a 35 year old such and such was shot at the, the corner of south winchester and apple avenue and blah 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 the southeastern part of such and such town uh, jim is there with the details jim and then people just say this thing happened yeah this thing happened. People are gathering at such and such statue for a protest. Blah, blah. And then it's just like, okay, what? Why? Why are they gathering? Yeah. Why did that person shoot that other person? What is the root of yeah. that? You're just on the surface about it. And I think that, you know, my, my frustration that I've had to now work through the source of for my own self, which ended up being, you know, as with most things, familial wounds (laughs) Mm. Um, that were the source of my own trauma and my own internalized pain that I then tried to bandaid over for years and years. I feel like now that I have committed to working through some of these challenges. I really have very little patience for when I have to engage with people at this very surface level who want to just say, oh yeah, you know, this, this, these things happened. Like you said, like, mm. these things happen. And I'm like, okay, so you're not asking why. And I'm tired of trying to ask why, because in all my previous engagements and relationships and things, I did ask why. And then when I asked why, this is a hard thing about being a Scorpio and a sun and rising. I get looked at like I'm the bad guy because I'm wanting to unearth 
the source of this wound. You have pus all over your arm. Like, can I help you, like, yeah. uncover what is underneath that pus and we can get out the infection, like, the source of it? It's like what the astrologer was talking about the other day, um, about how some people can be offended if you ask them what church they go to or yes or whatnot. Um, because, yeah, those fourth tier questions uh, are not ever welcome sometimes because it's getting to know someone. And I think a lot of people don't want to be known. Ooh. Um, but I feel a lot of people really don't want to know themselves. That's it. And it puts them in a spot where one, it makes them, reminds them that they don't know themselves as well as they like. Or they know enough about themselves to where they don't want to share who they are because it's not something that they're proud of. Mm. And it's really important that we all live intentional lives that we're proud to share. Yeah. Um, And that's why society has so many issues starting to come out on the surface, manifest in the yang, because of the fact that there's so much going on in the yang people aren't proud of. And so when Mm. situations happen in our lives, we react in ways that you know, we're not proud of because we're not handling things in house. And so we just have these explosions or these outbursts, right? Um, and that also leads to why people are in a non-confrontational energy because they don't have necessarily the practice sometimes to even have a conversation with another person who's in disagreement yeah. when if I can't have a conversation with myself because I'm in disagreement with my own actions, my right. own will, my own life force, right? How can I even know how? And if I only know how to bring death upon myself, then that means if I get in conflict with someone, I'm going to want to wish death upon them. Yeah. Uh, and that is part of that conflict avoidance, um, which is why you see even on the news sometimes how some people will go out and shoot someone or you know, schools are under attack right now, right? And it's because people have so much in their yen that's being unregulated. So when they bring that conflict out, it has a, a mass effect of um, disaster. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a theme that continues to repeat throughout time. But I feel that is the result of unregulated internal yen. Internal conflict, yeah, mm-hmm. in the yen, yes, yeah. in the yen space, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because what they say, whatever's done in the dark will come to the light. <laughs> and mm. you're right. You know, so many people want to avoid uh, anything that's happening in in the dark. Yeah. Because they're fearful of it coming to the light. They're fearful for being judged about when it comes to the light. They don't feel safe. Like, mm-hmm. and you, you said beautifully, you know, people are not practiced. <laughs> yeah. They are... Um, novices at being able to navigate their own internal conflict because Mm -hmm. who has modeled what that looks like? Yeah. You know, who, who are they looking toward as examples in their lives? You know, their dad maybe drank it down. Their mom was controlling Mm -hmm. their siblings were avoidant. Um, and media doesn't do a great job. Acted out. Or media usually portrays and plays on the chaos and, the drama, which is why there's so many different shows that are built around reality, reality shows, they call them, right? And yeah. Just a lot of dysfunction. It's yeah, like no one. So much dysfunction. And you know, you, you can find good, healthy spaces, but it's, you have to really look because you're always reminded of the chaos and things that don't make sense. Yeah. And I think a lot of people who are experiencing lots of chaos internally, they then find the like peaceful, like, 
documentaries about like nature or whatever, you know, whatever, like stuff that's more chill. They find that boring. Mm. They don't want to see people getting along in love, happy, um, Mm -hmm. taking accountability for themselves, dealing with their own sources of conflict, thriving. They want the mess. They want the drama. They want the backstabbing. Just the affirmation of what they feel with them. And that's what, you know, art imitates life, right? Yeah. That's, that's what is successful. Yeah. You know, is, is people being problematic. People, you know, you, you could probably, uh, sometimes I do this where, you know, I go on YouTube or whatever and I notice, oh, they're using that trope again, right? It's just like yeah. any kind of stereotype you can imagine about any kind of group of people, it just keeps coming up. It just keeps coming mm-hmm. up and then it gets millions of views because it always yeah. works because people are always looking to be like to be entertained and generally the familiar is always considered that. safe yes for the most part yes and that's how yeah people can get sucked into that yeah um those patterns but yeah but no no more i i will be sucked in no more <laughs> yeah <laughs> you yes. know because that's not the kind of life that i live we we live a very peaceful life yeah um and it's peaceful because we are intentional about dealing with our own conflict. Yeah. And we feel because we kind of committed to that and committed to growing a growth process even before we met, our relationship has become a sanctuary for being able to work that out um, and feel safe that we're going to be able to grow from that. Um you know, both individually. And then if we have challenge with each other, we always move through it like really fast uh, because we're on one accord about, yeah, this whole life is just kind of an experiment. (laughs) It's just an experience. Like we're just here temporarily and, you know, nothing is that serious to, um, you know, convince us of the illusion that we're divided. We're, we're not. We're on yeah, one accord. So any conflict time. that we experience is just going to be short term and we'll be able to move through it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, having that kind of certainty makes watching people who are flailing, who are like, oh, social media ruins relationships or, oh, you know, I heard that they were texting and blah, blah. I'm like, what kind of basis of a relationship is that? That's some, that's trash. Like, you need to get more confident by yourself, and then you need to get in a relationship after that. But, like, you need to work that out uh, individually before yeah. you decide that you're going to, like, avail yourself to be committed to somebody else because you don't know what commitment means, clearly. But mm. I now know what it means, and I'm committed to continuing to um, use this destructive energy intentionally. Um especially with your guidance and suggestions about like developing healthier rituals and um, evolving into my best self. Yeah. That's what it's all about. (laughs) I think that's everything. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And we will catch you all in the next episode. Peace.